if we see a problem on the job site, we're getting on the phone immediately. We're calling that that trade partner lead. Welcome everybody. It's Owen here from the Professional Builder, and I'm joined today by Regan. Regan, how you doing, my man? Fantastic. Hey, for the benefit of the listeners, can you introduce yourself? Who are you? Where are you from? And what kind of projects do you specialize in? Yeah, my name is uh, Reagan Tatford. I'm in uh, in Lafayette, Louisiana. Uh, been a builder for well, a home builder for three years now. Um, specialize in um, new home custom construction. Uh, do a few spec homes a year. Um, yeah, that's what I do. Excellent, fantastic. And tell uh, tell me what's the structure of your team and uh, the you know typical contract size for the new construction that you do. Yeah, our, uh, our our project team is um, myself, the the owner of the company, and and the license holder. Um, I have a project manager, uh, Heidi, uh, who's been with me for two years now, um, and then we have a um, an office manager slash bookkeeper, uh, Nicole, who works in our office uh, doing all of our AR and AP and anything financially related. She's she's in charge of it. Um, yeah, Heidi's Heidi's um, really managing our, our our vendors and our trade partners. Um, and I do a lot of the, um, the pre-construction, um, a lot of the, the shaking hands and kissing babies and, and, and getting the money coming through the front door. Um, Excellent. You know, and, and then really, most importantly, uh, we all handle the, the, the quality control side of things because, um, you know, when, when we're asking people to pay close to a million dollars for, uh, for a new construction house, um, the quality has to be there. So. One hundred percent, and the integrity and the values and everything, and I know that that's a big uh, focal point for yourself. So, tell us a bit more about the your background before you got into construction and uh, where you've been prior yeah. to three years ago. So, um, uh, I, I'm a graduate of the United States Military Academy at West Point. Uh, graduated in systems engineering. Um, subsequently, spent five years on active duty as an artillery officer. Um, deployed to Iraq and Afghanistan. Um, post 9-11 and um, got out of the uh, the armed forces and moved back home to Louisiana and immediately got into oil and gas construction, midstream um, construction as a project manager, uh, managing um, multi-million dollar um, oil and gas infrastructure uh, facilities, construction projects. Um, it was a good run, but um, Unfortunately, the, the work that I was managing, um, you know, wasn't here in in in, in Louisiana. So consequently, mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I was traveling around the world, uh, the country, and, and having a blast, and but spending a lot of time in hotels and, and not my bedroom. So, um, you know, three young children. Here we go. We cranked up crew construction. <laughs> there we go. Fantastic. So, uh, you know. Those experiences that you've had overseas uh, in Iraq and Afghanistan, also with the oil and gas industry, tell me more about how that's kind of transferred into how you run crew construction. Well, um, you know, both of those worlds are very regulated and very structured. Uh, you know, um, there, there's a, a task condition standard for everything that we did in the Army. Um, yeah. This crawl, walk, run methodology and everything um, th- that we did. Um, mm-hmm. And that's my approach in everything business world related. Um, you know, we, we're gonna we're gonna call rock run before uh, we go. You know, rush to failure. Um, um, you know, the the oil and gas world. Um, 
you know, we got spec books and, and, and scopes of work that were, you know, binders big of, of mm. things, not just a paragraph of, you know, go hang this, this, you know, windows package. Um, so, you know, we've, we've taken a lot of those lessons learned, um, from the oil and gas world in this very regulated and stipulated, um, construction industry. And we're really trying to kind of transform, um, to an extent, the, the, the residential market, um, mm. in, in bringing those standards and, and left and right limits, uh, to our trade partners to ensure that, um, you know, the price point that we're getting from a trade partner is inclusive of everything that we expect them to go and do. Um, you know, really, this is about um, creating very clear expectations um, yeah. between us and, and, and our clients. Um, mm. This is the largest financial investment um, most people are going to make in their life. Um, and we want to be very clear about what it is that they're getting for their money. Yeah, 100. So, and I've noticed that uh, a couple of times, like you hold very high standards and uh, tell me what are kind of your non-negotiable values or your non-negotiable standards that you hold in the company? Non-negotiables for me is if, you know, at the end of the day, um, you know, we're building your new family member. Um, you, you know, um, th this is something you're going to have to wake up and, you know, see, smell, touch, taste every single day, um, you know, for the foreseeable future. Um, so if, if it's not acceptable and I wouldn't want it in my house, it's not going to go into your house, period, end of story. And it's not going to go on in your house. Um, you know, we, we have QC checklist. We have things along the way um, during the process uh, to help ensure that when we do get to the finish line, it's, it's a properly built product. Um, mm. You know, minimum code is minimum code. <laughs> That's yeah. not what we follow. No, we're not here to hit the minimum standards. We're here to exceed those and hit yeah, crew construction standards. So uh, how do you, how, how do you d divide that, um, for example, the quality control up between yourself, Heidi, and the rest of the crew? Well, <clears throat> first off, it's it's on our trade partners. Um, you know, um, first and foremost, we, we use a system called Builder Trend. Every mm -hmm. one of our trade partners is linked into it. Um, we mandate that, that they are active within there. Uh, within the system. Um, if you can't work in Builder Trend, you can't work for crew construction, period, end of story. Uh, mm -hmm. We've spent the last few months really building out the the database as robustly as we possibly can because there are a lot of features in there um, that helps to make lives for both us and our trade partners and, and most importantly, the customer uh, easy. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, this is a this is a year-long endeavor that, that you're getting in bed with us for uh, to go and build your house. Um, we want that experience to be as positive as possible. Um, it, anyway, back to the question or the answer. Um, you know, we, we, we mandate that our trade partners go in um, when they complete a task on the job and fill out a QC checklist, ensuring that uh, the work has been done according and in agreement with the standards or the scopes of work that we present to them and that we issue to them on their purchase order when they go to work. Um, our, our, our mandate or our standard to our trade partners is if that checklist is not completed and filled out and submitted um, prior to invoicing, they're not going to get paid for the work. Um, mm. The final check on every one of those those checklists is that the job site is clean and appropriate for the next trade partner to come out and, do, and, and conduct their business. Um, so, um, 
So who's so out, out of in your team? So I mean, holding that high standard is non-negotiable. It's really important for everybody to get on the same page, make it really clear expectation, clear measurement. So you've got the checklist and then clear feedback as well of course correction, letting them know that they're on track or they're going to miss that. Is that done by you or is that done by Heidi or is that done in a formal setting or just an informal daily updates and build a trend? Like, How do you manage that? It's done by everybody. Um, mm. You know, if, if we see a problem on the job site, we're getting on the phone immediately. We're calling that that trade partner lead to ensure that that, that it's going to get addressed. Consequ- if, uh, subsequently, we follow up with Builder Trend in a to-do list item, an actionable item that's kind of communicating what our expectations are to correct the issue on the job site. And again, if there are outstanding to-do list items for a particular trade, um, they're not going to get paid for their work and they want to get paid for the time and effort that they spend on these jobs. Um, so until everybody's in agreement that the work has been done correctly um, and um, exceeding the, the minimum code or standard. Um, yeah. Yeah. Nice. So what, um, what does the pipeline look for you and, uh, what are you kind of like, uh, excited to be working on? Cause you've done some amazing projects based on the photos that I've seen and the website and things like that. What are some of the proudest projects that you've done and what does the pipeline pipeline look like moving forward? Pipeline looks, you know, really good for us moving forward. Um, we're, we're booked out probably for the next five months already. Um, you know, the, the proudest moment for me was was this last year. We 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 built two really massive projects um, that were that were showcased in the um, Acadiana Home Builders Association Parade of Homes. Um, mm-hmm. Both houses were about forty three hundred square foot living. Um, one of them had a golf simulator and a, uh, a swimming pool. It, it's a gorgeous home. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We, we were I've, able to I've, show- I've seen photos. It's- <laughs> Thank you. We were able to showcase those. Um, you know, the, the, the proudest moment for me is I was standing there over, over one of the weekends at the parade and, um, a little old lady walked up to me and she goes, I've been through 16 houses today. This is the first home I've walked through. Um, and, and, and that was, that was, that was the feedback, you know, that I was hoping to get when I, when I cranked this business up, you know, the oil and gas world was great. Um, I enjoyed the life, but the reality was you were a budget, you were a schedule, you weren't building somebody's new family member. Um, you know, you, you didn't get that super positive feedback for doing a really great job because after a year in the warranty period, they were over and done and they were working on the next job somewhere else, you know, to have people come, you know, come back to us and say, my house is great and I'm still enjoying living in it is, is, is huge. Um, yeah. So, you know, so, to take so that, on, go ahead. So that starts right back at the, you know, beginning of the sales process, making sure that the, you're aligned with the expectations of the client or the, you know, the future family member, as you like to refer to it. I, I love that, by the way. Um, you're really nicely aligned there. And then through the project, all the way through to completion and end of um, maintenance schedule. So like, what are some of the core things that you do that really brings the client along on the journey that, uh, you know, has worked for you? So there's there's designated kind of interaction points um, for our client. 
um, you know, first and foremost, when, when we lay out the foundation and we start setting form boards, we're going to have them out there with us to ensure that the house is being placed exactly where they want it. Because once we mm-hmm. pour a couple hundred yards of concrete, there ain't no moving that thing. So, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. you know, but we but walk. You, Go ahead. But you, you get to celebrate those as well. I've seen photos of you of the clients with their shovels and things like that. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, that's a really cool uh, Instagrammable moment that yeah, not, we, not, we, not many people we, take advantage of. So t- tell us about that. We break out the gold shovels, um, you know, and congratulate them and, and bring a bottle of, of of booze or something to, to celebrate a little, you know, this is, this is a big deal. I mean, most of these people have been staring at this, this open piece of property for, you know, a couple of years, maybe at that point. Um, so it's, it's, it's a really cool moment for them to walk out there and see work actually starting to, to occur on their job site. Um, so yeah, that, that's the first step is we, we do a groundbreaking ceremony out there as goofy as it may sound, you know, these, these, these multi-million dollar complexes are doing it. Why, why would we not do this for ourselves? 100%. And it doesn't sound goofy because <laughs> I can trump that. I've heard, I've heard goofier. We have a member and uh, every year he has a house of the year award. He obviously enters the house of the year stuff, but he has his own internal house of the year award. And every year, every client wins a house of the year award. <laughs> it was uh, the team's favorite house to work on, the owner's favorite house to produce, the house of 2024, the house of uh, summer 2023. Uh, so every year is everybody's yeah. award. So that's possibly the more cheesy option. But uh, I do love the golden shovels. Yeah. They look in, they look amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, I mean, the other thing is we we, we we bring them along and 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 at, at very distinct or, or, or pointed, you know, uh, days of our schedule. We, we have we have the Gantt chart. The, the day we start work. We lay out the Gantt chart and say, here's the six opportunities we're going to have to come walk this job site together uh, and really get them involved. And it's the critical areas. You know, when we start talking about, uh, um, you know, open wall electrical, we do electrical walkthrough. We bring our electrician, we walk them through, and we talk about how this house is going to function for them. The plans may say one thing, but we're going to walk them through and say, hey, the door opens this way. It's probably better to to have your, you know, your light switches on this wall or, mm-hmm. okay, the pantry is an area we like to put a, a motion sensor in the ceiling because you're always walking into a pantry with an arm full of stuff. So mm-hmm. to not have to reach on the wall and, and, and turn a light on is, is a cool feature. Is that something you would like to see in your, in your project or in your house? Yeah. So um, we get them involved at that stage. We, we bring them along again um, when it's time to lay out for closets, because I, I don't know what, you know, their, their storage needs are. And, and we get them involved at that point and say, I want double rods and I want a single rod here. And I want, you know, a stack of shelves right here. And, and, and we literally take a pencil and draw on the wall and say, this is, this is what it is that we want. We've kind of had the, the, the Corvette sitting in the, in the garage, um, in, 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 in builder trend. Mm. Uh, we, we, when we crank this business up, we initially, you know, spent, invested into co-construct um and we're using that software tool come to find out about a year ago it's it's you know they were acquired by builder trend and co-construct is dying on the vine so we had to go through this transition period Mm -hmm. um and you know we kind of beat our heads against the wall and um had to operate two separate software systems for a, a period of time there and 
you know, had these legacy projects that were being run and, and co-construct um, <clears throat> that have now all been completed and, and are, you know, off of our, our plate. Um, you know, so it was then time to really shift our focus to, to builder trend. And, um, you know, um, it's a very powerful tool. Mm. Um, but again, uh, w- without it completely built out for us, um, we had the keys to the Corvette, but, but no driver's license, you know, mm. or the, the car was sitting there in the garage and, and we, they, you know, they didn't give us the keys to go use it. Sure. Um, so we, we just this last month invested a, a good bit of money, had a third party guy come in and help us really build it out. Um, and, and what that did for us is shore up, um, you know, our vulnerabilities. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's real, there's some teeth in our contract now with our trade partners. There's, there's some real stipulations in there about who's responsible for X, Y, or Z, yeah. um, when they show up to work for us. Um, you know, there's, there's, there's stipulations and, and, and policies and procedures that, that get into back charges in the event that, you know, things arise. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But so we've gone, we've gone live with that. And I think that's going to be a force multiplier for us. Yeah. Um, you know, standardizing that process, um, you know, and, and, and really kind of putting a lot of the, um, the day-to-day operations on our trades um, turns us into, you know, managers. Uh, we're not running around buying materials or cleaning job sites because we forgot to find somebody to do that or we forgot to schedule something. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's on them. They know when when we're expecting them to so, show up to work. Um, you know their their material orders are due in seventy two hours before they arrive on site. So that way, you know the job site is 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 um, ready for them um, to go and execute work and not be standing around waiting on us to you know deliver. Yeah, one hundred percent. You get in business what you uh, tolerate, not what you deserve. So it's really important to like go hey. Can't keep doing it the way we're doing it. We're not going to tolerate this kind of performance from our trade partners, our internal team, uh, even clients as well. Like many people tolerate, and as much as we are here to serve the clients, they'll tolerate them calling and texting you in the evening, in the morning, in the weekend, right? And there are barriers and boundaries that we need to put up. And it's the same with our trade partners as well. We might tolerate them, like you said, ordering materials sooner than 72 hours in advance of uh, when they're required and things like this. And if we tolerate all of these things we will inevitably get them whereas if we no longer tolerate them we set new standards we make expectations really clear unit of measurement really clear and then provide great feedback we can have high accountability on on all of this stuff so so the big areas of uh, margin and profitability on a project at least during the job are always going to be typically the big five which is controlling of labor, materials, subs, change orders, and contracts. Now we've kind of just touched on some of the contracts and stuff and then how they uh, parlay into the materials, the subs, some of the labor. What about change orders? Uh, How are you sort of, you know, like how many do you deal with in your projects? How do you manage those? And are you doing anything like charging a variations fee uh, an administration fee, uh, you know, are you pricing them separately? Who does that uh, estimating for you? Um, how do you usually manage all that? Well, um, so we're, we're, we're truthfully a cost plus builder. Um, mm-hmm. you know, we, we're, we're not really taking on any lump sum, you know, or lump sum projects only because, 
you know, the fluctuations in the market with materials and, and you know, uh, the lumber mm-hmm. seems to change overnight. Um, so we're, we're mitigating that risk by, by executing cost plus contracts. Mm-hmm. Um, now, we're very smart about it um, in that, um, you know, we, we'll give allowances for every activity on the job site. Mm. Um just like we do for for all of our materials and and all of the fixtures and the final you know the finishing uh, the finishers um, for the project, um, but we will not break ground on the job site until all selections have been made by our customer. Bottom line, end of story. Mm. And and we come back to the table though we've signed a contract at let's say five hundred thousand um, dollars. We're going to come back to the table before we break ground and say, here's all of your selections. Here's the net effect of all of the decisions that you went and made. Um, and, and we'll execute a, a selections change order, an IFB to IFC true up, if you will, mm-hmm. at that point and say the net effect of your light fixtures and your plumbing fixtures and your tile and your flooring and your so on and so forth appliances is here. Uh, we'll move all that money around. And now we've had to have that hard discussion one time mm. and we don't have to keep coming back to the well over and over again every time they go shopping. To say, oh, we were we, we missed on this, or you know, the, those kinds of activities. Yeah. Um, as far as a a um, an admin fee, no, we're technically not charging that right now. Um, do I think we'll you know we'll get into that eventually? Possibly, I don't know, but we, we we're really limiting the number of change orders um, by by doing a lot of it up front. Um, and, and, you know, the other side of it is, um, we, we understand it's part of the, the process, uh, when you're going to go and build a home and, and we've got some admin fees kind of built into the project in our overhead and our general conditions of our, of our proposal to the, to the client, um, that if we have to dip into that a little bit, um, for some time and effort on our end, estimating or repricing things, I'm okay with it. Um, you know, if, if we're talking about, you know, reworking a, a, a window package six or seven times, we'll have to have a discussion about back charges at that point for, mm-hmm. you know, additional charges for overhead at that point. Yeah. Let's finish up with, uh, unpacking what the future looks like for crew construction. So tell me about, um, you know, plans, ambitions, what you're looking forward into the future. Uh, around and uh, what kind of areas you're focused on there? Well, we're, we're really focused on the new home construction market. Um, you know, that, that mm-hmm. custom $700,000 plus project is, is, is really our wheelhouse. Um, we will forever yep. be a parade builder uh, in that we are going to enter a house or a project every single year into the parade of homes. It keeps us relevant uh, in the market. You know, we had 85 qualified leads walk up to us this last year and say, I have a set of plans. I have a lot. I'm, I'm considering I'm ready to start having a discussion. Um, that, that subsequently turned into, you know, uh, 20, 20 bid, you know, 20 actual bid packages walked through the front door. Um, let's see, we've, we've booked about nine of those so far with another four or five still kind of out there. Um, so yeah, the the future is bright. The future is bright. So tell me, what's going to break? 
uh, as you grow, because as you grow, like business is always going to grow to the point of its next constraint. And that constraint can often be the owner because they're taking care of everything can be the pipeline of work, which is clearly not the case for, for you at the moment. Uh, it could be the ability to source land and do deals, which is not the case either. So tell me what is the constraint that you guys are going to run up against next or that you are running up against and that you're focused on solving and focused well, on? Well, I, I think the biggest one for us is going to be our team. Um, you know, the external, the external factors are there. Um, the things we can't control are there. Um, you know, in, in, in so far as the, the, the opportunities are there. Um, it's time to start looking inward now and, and, and really kind of figuring out, okay, the work is there. How do we now go execute it? So, you know, there, there, um, there is a need for an additional team member, I, I think within the next six months, um, because we have invested so much in the builder trend of late, um, you know, and created this monster, um, for us to, to manage our work, uh, it needs to be fed. And we need to have somebody back here in the in the office really focused on ensuring that that platform is maintained um and and that and and we're that and holding us internally accountable to, to using it um mm. you know so that way um we can go have success on these jobs uh, you know I, the yeah the young ladies who work for me have already noticed a, a change in demeanor with, with me in having that in the background working, um, you know, so have somebody here <laughs> assisting on the day to day. I, you know, I will never give up the pre-construction, you know, services side of things. I want to be estimating. I want to be involved in, in what's going on, uh, on that side of things. I want to be reviewing bids because the reality is a bad bid equals a bad job when it's, when it's all said and done. Um, mm -hmm. and, and I will never, never give up control of, of the final price point of a project, you know, before we sit down and, and talk to a client about building their house. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. What you just said there is so true right on the money. So, you know, you can't run a profitable project if you go in under profit to begin with, like, you know. Business is here to serve a function, which is to support you, your family, your wider community, the team that you've got. But it's a tool at the end of the day to provide for everybody. And, uh, you know, if it's an inefficient tool, it's got poor margin, poor profit, it, it, it can't serve anybody. And, uh, you know, it's only going to take take from everybody, take your time, take your energy and take your stress and sleepless nights. So it's really important that what we do is we dial in a per project profit and make sure that every project pulls its own weight, every project works. And that's where you've, you know, with Build a Trend, uh, with infrastructure in the office and with everybody there, we're going to make sure that every job is priced well and then every job runs well during a, during the uh, phase of construction so that, you know, the business doesn't become a cash-consuming machine as you grow, uh, but actually hits and remains inside of some golden ratios and some profit profit uh profit margins um yeah well i'm super excited for it uh tell me what um have you seen the one of the latest trainings that we did with um with uh dan and brad on how they automated and then got one of their team uh to run all the data entry 
on Builder Trend and on other softwares and stuff so that they were fed the team meeting agendas and fed all of that low dollar repeating recurring tasks. That would potentially be a really, really applicable one for where you guys are at at the moment with all this work coming through. Um, so I'll make sure they get, get sent through to you and you can you can review that one. Um, they Between the two of them, I reckon that they've brought back sort of over 40 hours a week wow. between the two of them uh, from doing that, which would be a real game changer for yeah. pretty much anybody. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Um, and the best part is it sort of elevates and helps Heidi as well because if she's being project manager she's going to be a bottleneck as you grow that's just the nature of the beast that we're building here so you know it's a really good way to mm -hmm. sort of support her and what she's uh, up against as well um, tell me so what uh, you know what about um, what about Regan the uh, man outside of work like uh, you know what, what what's for you mindset wise uh goals wise you know have you got any targets around uh you know husband and father well, yeah like i mean that? you know um i spread myself pretty thin beyond beyond the the the, the seven to seven you know work day uh jokingly seven to seven I, you know we shut it down about four o'clock every afternoon um you know i, I volunteered Coach, you know, my time and, and efforts coaching, you know, football. Uh, I, I serve on some boards and, and, and social, you know, Mardi Gras related, you know, stuff here in Louisiana. Um, so, you know, I, 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 I'm not one to just sit back and be an Indian. I, I kind of have to be a chief in every, in every, <laughs> in every organization I get myself into. Um, you know, but I've got three little ones, uh, four, three, and two. And, and we're in the, we're in the, mm. We're in the <laughs> we're in the deep water uh, with them, you know. Uh, we're in yeah. the trenches, kind of dealing with their day to day. Um, you know, at the end of the day, yeah. you know, um, so long as they're provided for and they're happy, uh, you know, that's my that's my ultimate goal. Um, I want to I want to afford them every opportunity I had. Plus, mm. so what do so. you do to be the best leader that you can be? Like, uh, what are you learning from, listening to, reading, watching? Uh, emulating who do you follow like you know, what are you trying to do and how do you hold yourself to a high leadership standard that you clearly clearly do leading a company leading a community being a father a husband yeah <laughs> um you know there's I, I i can't say i follow anybody in, you know in particular as far as leadership but you know there's there was there, there have been thousands of lessons learned you know i I went to the United States Military Academy at West Point, the nation's premier leadership institution. Um, you know, um, there were a lot of, of good, bad, and indifferent, you know, um, leadership examples, um, you know, while I was there. Um, you know, um, I'm not a big reader. I've, I've never been. <laughs> Just, I'm, I, I'm an audible learner. You know, I was the type in college that I showed up and, and, and had slept for eight hours the night before and, you know, absorbed enough during the lecture that I could, you know, turn around and make a, a, a B on a, on an exam and, and be good with it. You know, um, I, it's just, that's how I'm wired. Um, you know, but you sit me in front of a print or, you know, a, a website or, and say, go read these, you know, 80, 80 chapters of, of a book. And I'm going to look at my eyes are going to glaze over. I'm going to go, no, not doing it. Give me a podcast. Give me something I can watch, and you know I'll sit there for two hours and do it. Um, yeah. 
you know, um, honestly, I, I kind of find myself gravitating towards, you know, a lot of the, you know, professional and, and collegiate coaches and, and, and watching clips on, on, I, you know, I really enjoy the behind the scenes of, 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 um, you know, the, the HBO yeah. hard knocks or, you know, a couple of years ago, they had a deal with, um, you know, the uh, Alabama Crimson Tide and, and Nick Saban, you got to see the inner workings yeah. of what's going on there. You know, I, I really enjoy watching those guys and see how they build a team and, and, and how they're challenging their, their people to go do it. I lived it. I breathed it. I, I was immersed in that culture, you know, for a very long time of mm. my life. Um, you know, so to, to feel somewhat connected to, to that um, is, is big for me. So, you know, I've, like I said, I coach, I coach a middle school football team and there I was on, on Wednesday morning or Wednesday afternoon meeting with my team talking about, you know, what the head coach of the New York Jets the night before had said on, on the first episode of Hard Knocks and, and, and how he was challenging a bunch of grown men to go and be better and put in the extra effort. Um, here I am talking to 12 and 13 year olds and they, the, the, you know, the, the, the lesson is exactly the same, you know, um, we're not just going to work to, to get to the finish line. It's work to the finish line. And then you go, now what, now, what do you want me to do? Mm. So, um, you know, it's cool to, 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 to watch those kids and, 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 and see that those, those very lessons that, that are being preached to 30 and, you know, 35 year old men and, and, you know, professional athletes is resonating yeah. with them. Yeah. So awesome. So, um, what would you say to somebody that, uh, or what would you say to yourself three years ago when you were sort of just starting out, uh, knowing what you know now? Why didn't you do this sooner? Uh, you know, truthfully speaking, you know, you, you sit back and there have been a lot of lessons learned in the last three years and, we, you know, we've got kicked in the teeth, but that's to be expected. Um, when, when, when diving into this kind of endeavor, um, but honestly, you know, quality of life is, is, is much higher than it was, you know, traveling around the country and chasing that, that, you know, oil and gas executive world that I, that, that I found myself in. Um, my work is so much more rewarding. Um, as soon as we get done here, I'm headed to my son's school to go serve lunch in the cafeteria. That's something I would never have considered or thought about doing in a previous life because you know, we had a $25 million compressor station going up and, you know, in Mississippi or in Florida and I needed to be readily available to, mm -hmm. you know, talk to the, you know, the, the gas company's project manager, um, you know, with the team that we've built and, and, and the, the client interaction expectations that we've kind of laid out to our, our customers, I don't feel bad about, mm -hmm going to do things that are going to reward or benefit me um, emotionally in the long run anymore. So I don't feel guilty about shutting down the office at four o'clock to go coach football in the afternoon. I don't have to ask somebody to do it. We just do it, you know, and we make that part of our values and, and, and part of our, our battle rhythm. Mm, I love it. Yep. You can't fill from an empty cup. You got to take care of yourself, physical, mental fitness, uh, mentally fit physically fit you can tackle a lot of the stuff because uh game business ain't easy so you gotta make sure that you're you know match fit for it right mm -hmm. mm. excellent look regan 
Thank you so much for sharing some of your insights. Is there anything that you would like to discuss before we wrap up? Anything that you'd like to share? Anything that we haven't covered or touched on so far? No, no. Nice. Awesome. Thank you, man. Really appreciate your time. Really appreciate your insight and uh, look forward to seeing you. Be successful. Take that pipeline and turn it into profitable projects and uh, keep buying back time. Keep growing the company. Awesome. Thank you. Cheers.